there's one thing that Hollywood knows, it's money. On today's show, we're covering some iconic cinematic examples to what to do, and more importantly, what not to do when it comes to your finances. Welcome in to Sound Path Through Retirement with Ben Koval and Matt Leibarger. Welcome to the show. The show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, here to help you take charge of your money is Ben Koval and Matt Leiberger with us every week at this time. Thank you so much for joining us. A little bit about those guys. Over 10 years' experience, they're fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of um, the, their clients, and they specialize in all the things we talk about each week on the show, retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, and so much more. Hey, guys, thank you for joining us this weekend. How's everybody doing? Good. How you doing, doing Gary? Great, Gary. Thanks. We're doing good. Um, and as I mentioned uh, off the air here, in the, the ever quest for the show writers to do something different, they came up with something really interesting today, and this is kind of fun. Now, Hollywood isn't known for, you know, preparing us for real life in the real world. Every phone number, you know, begins with KL5 or 555, <laughs> and often our most beloved characters are most unrelatable. While the big screen wasn't created with the intention to offer financial guidance to its audiences, there's a lot of lessons we can learn what to do, perhaps more importantly, what not to do. Now, that being said, we have some famous movie clips lined up, and we're about to put the advisors in the hot seat and see how they know about these uh, show clips and how it relates to the world of financial planning and preparing for retirement. You guys ready to dig in? Let's do it. Sounds All like right. fun. Here's the first one, a very famous clip. I am not a destroyer of companies. I am a liberator of them. The point is, ladies and gentlemen, that greed, for lack of a better word, is good. <laughs> what do you think of that? <laughs> oh, man, good old Gordon Gecko. That's right. <laughs> 1987 yeah. Oliver Stone film played by Michael <laughs> Douglas delivered the speech in the movies. Now, how does that yep. relate to financial planning? Is greed actually good, or is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, generally, no. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Generally, greed will get you into trouble. So when it comes to overall investors, so relating this to an individual investor, right? Yeah, a lot of people, I think, have a very good understanding that Wall Street does have a healthy or unhealthy level of greed, depending on which way you look at it. When it comes to the individual investors, there's two spots where uh, an individual will get into trouble with investing in the market. The first one is fear. You know, fear are the people that say, I've been out of the market since 2006. <laughs> you know, they're, they're too terrified to get back into the market and they miss the run-ups. And the second is greed. Mm -hmm. Greed is where you say, oh, well, I just need to make my market get back to where it was back before 2022, before I do anything. You know, greed but gets you gambling a little right. bit too much. Right. Mm -hmm. So, no, greed, greed is not typically a good quality <laughs> to have when it comes to your investments. All right. Here's the second clip. I got in early on some wireless IPOs, and the stuff just skyrocketed from there. What about you, Greg? What line of work are you in? I'm in healthcare. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. There are a lot of Benjamins to be made right now with the biotech stuff. Yeah, I don't have to tell you that. How's your portfolio? I'd say strong to quite strong. <laughs> yeah, you strike while the iron's hot. Yeah. Okay, from Meet the Parents, a Kevin played by Owen Wilson and Greg played by Ben Stiller discussing their portfolios. Now, you know, this is like, you know, hanging around the water cooler. People ask you, how you doing? How's your finances? How's your portfolio? What are your thoughts on this one, guys? I'd say good. Uh, <laughs> strong. Strong. Very strong, strong. No, yeah. This, this is great. You know, I, I think uh, so many people literally don't know how strong their portfolios are uh, when we first sit down with them. Uh, I think this is one of the reasons why uh, it, it's kind of common, commonly known when you meet someone for the first time or you're out in a group, you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion, right. you don't talk finance. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but but often this is 
what is eye-opening for people when they first sit down with uh, with us is we take a look at where they're at and, and what their goals are for retirement. And it kind of gives them for the first time some real insight into how strong or good or uh, or the opposite of that their portfolios are. And that is the first step. Yep. We need to be able to take a good look, find out where we're at, and then we can make plans moving forward. Wrong. And even define what strong means. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All, right. All right, guys, ready for the third one? Here it is. Nobody. Okay, if you're Warren Buffett or if you're Jimmy Buffett, nobody knows if the stock is going to go up, down, sideways, or in circles. Least of all stockbrokers. <laughs> oh, the so wolf true. of Wall Street. All right, all right, all right. Let's think about <laughs> what do you have about Ma- Matthew McConaughey's line there? So this is actually, I know I've said this on the show a couple of times, but it's one of my biggest pet peeves in the financial industry is, you know, these advisors that charge a percent management fee. They'll charge you 1%, 1.5% to manage your money, and they make more money when the market goes up, right? And that's the that's the sales pitch. The truth is, is that an advisor has no idea what the market's going to do. I mean, they could guess, they can look into the crystal ball, but, you know, if everybody knew what the market was doing, then nobody would take any losses. You know, it's just unrealistic. So... Um, I relate this back to fee structure. How should advisor get paid based on the amount of work they do? Because their goal, their plan is to make sure that your risk tolerance matches what you're trying to achieve in your life, matches your retirement goals, matches your lifestyle goals. The advisor can't make that market go up. So why should they get paid more when the market does go up? Mm-hmm. Right. I, yeah. So, I saw that commercial last night and I thought of you guys. I really did. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. By the way, uh, the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate. With me, Ben Colville, Matt Leiberger. With us every week at this time, I want to give you the phone number so you get through and you know get on the calendar. It is 877-249-6900, 877-249-6900. And uh, they're with you each week at this time, like I said, and get on the calendar. You deserve a safe, secure retirement. All right, let's get to our, let's see, I get our fourth clip now, and let's see what this one's all about. We borrow a few bucks, just a small loan, and we find ourselves some reasonable lodging. It's a good plan. And we'll keep track of all the money we spend with IOUs. We'll be meticulous, right down to the last penny. Whatever we borrow, we pay back. We're good for it. This is the hotel presidential suite, normally reserved for royalty. We'll take it! <laughs> One of my favorite <laughs> movies. Jim Carrey, Jeff Daniels, Dumb and Dumber. It, it was just a small loan from the briefcase, guys. Come on. <laughs> Ooh, that's a big one. You might yeah, want to keep yeah. that IOU. <laughs> right, yeah, get the IOUs going. <laughs> oh, this is great. I mean, of course, the, you know, the film title speaks for itself, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah. But uh, the, the truth is, folks do make this mistake all the time when they're borrowing money from themselves, wh- whether they're taking loans out against their investments or they pause their investments. Um, the, the real issue here is, you know, failing to live within your means uh, as a pre-retiree or retiree. It, it really can be devastating when all said and done. So, um, I mean, many folks don't know about all the penalties that might be associated with particular types of borrowing from themselves. So this is something we have to be aware of. And uh, yeah, let's not follow, uh, you know, Jim Carrey, and Jeff Daniels on this one. Yeah, I yeah, the title, you know, speaks for itself. You know, on the other one, one of the ones I was thinking about, about people talking about their investments that I failed to mention, there's an old show a long time ago, it's all in the family. And Archie Bunker character, his rich uncle is uh, cousin is visiting him. And he says, hey, how's uh, how's all your investments doing? And Archie Bunker's line was, um, you know, I don't invest in anything. I'm too busy trying to stay alive. So that was his, <laughs> that was that was his advice to his uh, rich cousin. There. All right. Let's get into another one now. OK, so let's see what this one is here. My grandmother gave me a savings bond when I was a kid. I get uh, 
1993, so that'll be good. (laughs) 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 All right, Adam Sandler from the movie Wedding Singer. Yes, I'm sure Drew Barrymore was in that one with a lot of movies with him. Uh, It was supposed to be set in the 1980s, came out in the mid-90s. What do we learn from uh, Adam Sandler's uh, character, Robbie Hart? Well, what you learn from these types of things, that's the running joke, right? Savings bonds and, (laughs) you know, the Gerber plans and and all this stuff, right, is – that if you're not looking at the right time horizon, you can really get into an issue in terms of your investment strategy. Uh, you know, when it comes to 20, 30 year plan, a savings bond is likely <laughs> not your best bet. You know, you, you have volatility that you can play in there going to the stock market. And it actually relates really well into retirement where you need to structure your short term income and things that are going to be more stable. But your long term goals need to be covering inflation, covering longevity risk, covering health care issues, all those things. Yeah, it's funny because uh, when my, when I was really young, I maybe I wasn't even a teenager yet. Uh, my mom and dad bought me a couple of shares of stock to show just to show me how things work, and I thought it was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. I kept it for a while. I can't, I can't. It was some pharmaceutical company. I don't know. It's probably probably worth millions somewhere now. <laughs> I wish I had yeah. it. Right. Right. All right. <laughs> Let's get to the uh, the last clip. Here it is. You know what I noticed? Nobody panics when things go according to plan, even if the plan is horrifying. Yeah, that's uh, the Joker from The Dark Knight and the Batman trilogy, not the Jack Nicholson Joker. It was uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, there's a quote from Warren Buffett that says that you don't know who's swimming without shorts until the tide goes out. Yeah, I love that one. And, you know, I relate that to stockbrokers. Same thing. When you have a plan, uh, then it doesn't matter what the market's doing overall but you know don't confuse an up market with genius and so that, that's that's the main crux of really everything that we do is looking at this plan as the overall structure for how you work through your retirement a written down understanding of what your income's looking like where it's coming what's the taxation of it as it's coming to you and how does it relate to your other income sources it's a puzzle they need to put all those puzzle pieces together in a very specific way to make sure that you're going to be able to to last and your money's going to last as long as you do, especially if something tragic happens like the death of a spouse. That has very unintended tax and income consequences. You lose some social security. You're now moving to a single tax filing that increases taxes. All of this needs to be taken into consideration. And that's why we always leave a handful of spots open when we talk during these shows for someone to call in and to sit down with us on a completely complimentary meeting. We're going to go through and look at how those puzzle pieces fit for you specifically. What are you missing? What do you have that works really well? And how do we end up connecting everything together? Again, 100% complimentary. We just sit down to make sure that you have a plan that's going to work for you. And if you do come in, we'll give you a copy of our book. It's the little book of big answers for retirement planning success written specifically for retirees to be able to navigate some of the most basic questions that they have as they get to this stage of life. Our goal to show here is help you make the best decision so if you have any questions about what we're talking about, how it may apply to your own situation, just get a hold of Ben and Matt at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. The number is 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. Get on their calendar. You deserve a safe, secure retirement. And that's why we do the show each week, to show you all the important things that you've been thinking about, you've been wanting to pick up that phone and call, but nothing changes until you do that. 877-249-6900. All right, guys, a fun segment. I really enjoyed that. And let's see. Let's take a quick break. We're back with more with Ben and Matt and Sound Path for Retirement in just a moment. What's coming up next, guys? Yeah, misinformation has kind of become the norm, and it can be hard to separate fact from fiction. So 
Backed by popular request, Financial Advisor Mythbusters is back to clear up some of those common and controversial misconceptions, so stick around. Welcome back to the show. Thank you for joining us on 97.3 Cairo News Radio. I am Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me. There are each week at this time, Ben Coble, Matt Leibarger, and the show is Sound Path for Retirement. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, and uh, they're back with us taking charge of your money. Over 10 years' experience, they are fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interest of their clients. All things we talk about each week are the things that they specialize in. We'll cover with you when you go see them, like retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation strategies, asset protection, long-term care strategies, and so much more. All right, so you asked and answered, so it is time to uh, bring out the financial mythbusters, that's hard to say, into the mix. And we got some you know, some of the misinformation and disinformation out there surrounding financial planning. So let's uh, take them one at a time. Let's knock them down, as they say, guys. Long-term care insurance can be expensive, and it is use it or lose it, and it's the only game in town. Mm. Long-term care insurance. This is always, always a more intense conversation. It's also not a fun conversation. Yeah. If you're talking about a potential yeah. real bad, bad snare financially and and health-wise. But that is technically a myth. Long-term care insurance um, can be expensive. Yes, I mean by and large, yes, it's expensive. Um, is it use it or lose it? Not always, and it's not the only game in town. So if you look at, there's a 2022 um, survey that was done by the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, and the average premium cost for a 55-year-old man in the U.S. was about $2,200 a year. That's relatively expensive uh, when it comes to what, it, what the chances of it working. You know, insurance is one of those where you want to insure against a catastrophic risk. And the risk here in long-term care is that you're going to bankrupt your spouse. That's the big risk. Now... There's a there's a joke out there that says if you can afford a long-term care insurance policy, then you don't need it. If you need a long-term care insurance policy, then you can't afford it, mm-hmm. meaning that there's not really a spot where it fits great. Uh, now, there are other alternatives. A lot of my clients end up looking into the self-funding option, and we look at what is the risk, how do we end up structuring around that risk, and what does it look like on a self-fund? What's the worst-case scenarios? You know, healthy body and Alzheimer's. So. Uh, it's probably a more intense conversation than what we can really answer here, but that is a myth. Only thing that I say is true on that statement universally is that it can be expensive. Yep. That's that's pretty common. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here's the next one. The median retirement savings for baby boomers is 202000 per household. What about that? Yeah, that is, that is actually a fact. According to a survey conducted by uh, the Transamerica Center for Retirement Studies, and this was done uh, just last year in 2022, Baby boomers have a median of two hundred two thousand saved for retirement. So uh, either that's good news or bad news if you're out there listening right now and you're comparing your own portfolio. Yeah. Uh, but w- w- one of the big things people ask when they first sit down with me, it's almost like they're scared to show me, you know, to lift the curtain and show me what they're working with. And uh, often they say, you know, how am I doing? And I, I think it's somewhat comforting for people to realize that uh, not everyone out there is a multimillionaire. And at the same time, then we have to really plan for for where we're at. Well, and it also is uh, it's relatively irrelevant that the two hundred and two thousand because everything relates back down to income. 
if your income can work with what you've saved in retirement, then you've done a good job. Yeah. You know, don't compare yourself to what other people have done. If the income doesn't work, well, then we need to talk about what alternatives that you've got, what your options and what your sacrifices need to be. Sure. I've, I've had couples sit down and both their social securities and they each had a pension and think, think there's monthly income coming in and what they have, whether it's 200000 on top of that or not, it's, it, it varies for each person. Right. They didn't ask me on this survey, so I think I would have driven the median <laughs> way down. <laughs> and, and by the way, a little math lesson that I've learned not too long, a while back in high school, I do remember median is the middle. It's not the average. Yeah, right? Not the average. There you we got go. it. How about that? I got the one right. All right. All <laughs> debt is bad. What about that? No. Uh, this is, you know, as Matt was saying, one of the common questions he gets is how, how are we doing? This is the most common question I get is, should I pay off my mortgage? So some debt is bad. If you're holding a 27% interest credit card debt, that's bad. Pay, you know, pay that off. A lot of card debt can be bad. Not all, but a lot of it can be. Uh, mortgage, not necessarily. You know, we've talked about this before on the show, but when we were in 2020, we, a lot of us refinanced our houses. I certainly did to get those, those locked in lower rates. And so that throws a lot of people that are, you know, 65 years old into another 30-year mortgage. Do you have to get that paid off? Well, no. What you need to make sure you're doing is staying above water, um, cash flow wise, mostly. And so, no, not all debt is bad. I actually had a client come in this last week who, you know, the income that they needed, they could achieve in retirement. They were still working, really desperately wanted to retire, didn't, didn't want to be working anymore. And they were putting extra payments every single month into their mortgage. And again, it's one of those where they refinanced not too long ago. They just wanted to get out from underneath this debt, but they held oh, something like $800,000 worth of equity between what they owe on that property and and, uh, and what it was worth. And so the conversation was, look, if you stop doing this extra couple thousand dollars a month, then you can retire and you know it, it ends up working out. You still pay the same interest on that mortgage, whether you start doing extra payments or not. It just ends that mortgage sooner. If you're doing that, but again, if you're 30 years starting at 65, <laughs> so instead of ending at 95, it ends at 92. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't necessarily make that big of a difference. But if it means you can retire now while you're healthy, <laughs> so again, some debt is bad, some debt's not. It, it just depends on on if you're making it financially based or if you're just trying to tread water. All right, the show is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Colwell, Matt Liebarker. Thank you for joining us. Great that you're here today. By the way, I want to give you the phone number so you can get on the calendar. These guys get really busy this time of year. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. You deserve a safe, secure retirement. But it all starts when you pick up that phone and get a hold of Ben and Matt and his team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies. 877-249-6900. Going through some myths. All right, here's another one. Never discuss financial issues with significant others, family, friends, and coworkers. All right. Well, here's where I feel like I'm going to put back on the counseling psychology hat there you for, go. for a moment. Right. Yep. You know, th th this really is a myth. Um, I, I do have people that will sit down and maybe it is one spouse without the other or one spouse is kind of controlling uh, things and knows more about the, the finances. But let me just say something that every counselor would tell you in life. Communication is key. The more you can include, especially your spouse or your significant other, uh, in the in the planning process for retirement, the better. Um, and then also, I'm going to say open communication with your financial provider. Right, the more comprehensive and detailed information you give us 
as your fiduciary, uh, the more complete your plan is going to be. So please communicate and get the proper people involved uh, and, and have their voice at the table. All right, good stuff. 60% of Americans believe Social Security benefits will make up the majority of their retirement savings. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, and a lot of, you know, when we talked about the average baby boomer has $200,000, in that case, Social Security makes up well above 60% of the majority of what their actual income is. It's it's a higher than 60% if we're looking at that median number. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Social Security ends up starting to play a very important role in terms of timing when you end up drawing it down. And and whether you start at 62, whether you start at 70, all of that ends up playing a role. There's actually, there's an article that I read the other week talking about how Congress is concerned that people are taking Social Security wrong. Hmm. It's because of the verbiage of it. Yeah, full retirement age. Full retirement age, which makes you sound like you're getting well. And they say 100 percent of benefit. Yeah, but that's not true. If you wait till 70, it's higher than that, and so it it gets a little bit confusing. So they're they're looking at changing the naming of what full retirement age is and 70 and 62 draws. But all right, um, either way, yeah, Social Security plays a big role in a lot of people's overall income. All right, let's squeeze in one more. You must have a lot of money to invest. Yeah, that that really is a myth. Uh, I I think many people don't think they have enough to invest. And this starts even when you're young, right? You think I'm not making a lot on every paycheck. I I, I need all of my money. Uh, if I ever get a, a windfall, I'll invest it, right? Uh, but but we've said it many times. It, it's it's not it's not timing the market. It's not how much money you have. It's how much time you have in the market and put in the money that you have, leading all the way up to, to, to retirement. So, no, that, that that's a myth. It's not about how much money. Please just uh, be diligent and invest. You know, this is a – look, here, if, if you're five to ten years away from retiring and some of these thoughts have gone through your mind – it's a great time to sit down and just kind of look at a risk balance inside your portfolio. And we'll answer these questions and more that you've had when you sit down with Ben or I. Uh, our risk assessment, it shows the stress in your portfolio, you know, what you could be under, especially if unpredictable events happen, uh, such as rising inflation, market crash. Uh, now, keep in mind, our strategies are, are generally often used by people with a million dollars or more. Uh, but like we see every week, we will not turn you away if you're serious about getting a, a look into your retirement plan. So we always keep open uh, 10 uh, slots for all our listeners on the weekend. I, I don't know how many are left open, but uh, give us a call. Come on in, sit down. We'll prepare a risk assessment for you. This will show risk specific to you and how to best reposition your assets to lock in gains, protect your principal, and yet still grow, still accumulate. Um, and especially taking into consideration the current economic climate. So if you uh, call now and come on in and see us, we're also going to give you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And uh, we look forward to talking with you. All right, Matt, thanks so much. 877-249-6900. That's the number, 877-249-6900. Get on Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar and get yourself a personalized retirement plan. Call right now. We still have a limited number of availabilities on our calendar. And remember, the consultation is offered at no cost, no obligation. You deserve a safe, secure, stress-free retirement. It all starts when you pick up the phone, get that plan put together. No cost, no obligation. Ben and Matt and the team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies standing by, ready to talk to you. 877-249-6900. We are going to take a short break, but we'll be back with more with Matt and Ben in just a moment. What's coming up next? 
How do you even know what questions to ask a financial advisor? When we get back, we'll answer some of the biggest retirement planning questions to help give you the edge over others. Welcome back to the show. This is Sound Path to Retirement. I'm your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan. With me, Ben Coble, Matt Leibarger, with us each week at this time. And thank you for joining us. By the way, they were 10 years experience, and Matt and Ben are fiduciaries, which means by law they have to have the best interests of their clients. And we talk about that all the time. It's a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor. And all the things we talk about on the show, those are the things that they're happy to go over with you when you meet with them whether it's retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection. We talk about life insurance and tax minimization strategies and so much more each week. So uh, go see Matt and Ben. We'll give you the phone number in just a few minutes here. All right, there are many questions that folks ask themselves while they're planning for retirement. Oftentimes the question stems from wondering exactly how this stage of your life will play out in an effort to properly prepare for your financial future. I have a list of questions here that Many retirees and pre-retirees ask themselves, and let's get into uh, some of these here. How much do I need to retire? A real vague question. You know, I guess, how do you answer this one, guys? <laughs> right. Well, you know, this is typically what people are looking at when they're 20. You know, how much do I need to retire? And so usually they'll have a magic number, right? For decades, it's been a million dollars. It's not a million dollars anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, that's not necessarily what your retirement number is. But when you get towards retirement, it's not necessarily about how much you have or how much that you that you've structured for retirement it's how much does that retirement income now structure to you yeah and so that includes all of your sources of income social securities and pensions and and all that so it is very specific for each individual client but in order to get that number you need to sit down and structure an actual plan what's that looking like for income with inflation protection building out to you know say age 100 then that will be able to reverse engineer to you the number that you need to be able to achieve those goals and I guess this follows in line here. A lot of people come in, maybe they're not happy with their jobs or what they're doing right now. They just want to get out. Is it possible for me to retire early? Yeah, we hear that question a lot. And it's a great, it's a great question. I'm asking that. I mean, come on, Gary. I think you and I should both retire today. Yeah, I'd absolutely. love to. Let's go hit the yeah, golf I'm, course. Let's get out of here. Yeah, come on. You know, I'm playing the lotto. I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I won the damn happening. Powerball yet. <laughs> you know, there, there, there are a few factors to consider when it comes to, to determining if you're financially prepared to retire early, right? Uh, it's going to depend on your savings, your investments thus far. How old are you? You know, your goals for retirement. Um, you know, what, what, what income? I've been just talked about income. What income do you need to survive? Sometimes it just comes down to, you know, whether or not the, 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 the dollars and cents work. So uh, the only way to really position yourself for an early retirement involves a thorough and comprehensive plan. And that's the reason why many people come to see Ben and myself, you know, five, 10 years out from traditional retirement. And sometimes it surprises them that they don't have to work five or 10 more years. These are things that we go over and, and we take a look at. I mean, that's the thing that's that's really big when it comes to retirement is as you get towards that age, your your most precious commodity is health. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't know how long we're going to stay healthy. Mm -hmm. And so if you can retire early, if the income number works, I always say retire. Yeah. You know, the longer that you push that can down the road, the better that your income will look for sure. Of course. If you retire at 62, it's going to look at a certain way. If you retire at 65, it's going to look better. 68, it's going to look better. 79, it's going to look better. But there becomes a point in time where that, that doesn't make any sense, yeah. right? And and that 
you're just going to leave significant more money to beneficiaries. Well, and Ben, you always say, right, when, when, when the health when the health is gone, nothing else matters. Nothing else matters. So you plan all this huge amount of money and you're 92 and still working and your health goes down. Well, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Again, not good. Okay. Uh, and we talk about this from time to time, too. How long will my money last in retirement? Because, you know, I've mentioned it before. Number one fear of retirees is not death. It's wondering if they're going to, you know, last their money's going to last before they pass away, right? Yeah, it's a huge fear. And, it, and rightfully so. I mean, look at the most recent examples that we have. And I've mentioned this a couple of times, but if you retired in 1999, look at the, that group of individuals who retired then. Mm-hmm. They had the 2000 hit. They had yep. the 2008 hit. Yep. You know, they were typically working off of things like 4% rules. And 4% rule has been shown not to be as effective as once thought. And so how many of these gray-haired people did we see come back in that workforce in 2009? Yeah, greeters everywhere, right? Yeah, and it was it was sad because it wasn't necessarily that their money was gone. The concern there was that their money was not going to be able to weather another market yeah, crash. We just dealt with two in the past eight years. Yeah, yeah, and so they were they were afraid. They were mm-hmm. afraid they were going to run out of money before they die. And there's significantly better ways to end up structuring retirement than guesswork, like a four percent rule. You can structure yourself ladders. You can you know use a combination of different investment vehicles to give you your different hedges and and time horizons. And so that's how, well, that's one of the main ways that you can end up making sure your money's going to last as long as you do is by making sure that you're building in your time horizons for those funds. So if you've got your income set for the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years, then it means that your stock accounts can do whatever they're going to do. Mm-hmm. You know, that's going to be okay because you've got so much more time back on your side. So that's how you can really structure your investments to make sure they last as long as you do. And by the way, the show is Sound Path Through Retirement. I'm Gary Nolan, your consumer advocate with me, Ben Colwell, Matt Lieberger. I want to thank you for joining us, spending part of your weekend with us. I want to give you the phone number to get on Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar. And this way you get that safe, secure retirement, get that plan they'll put together for you. No cost, no obligation. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. The folks at Sound Path Retirement Strategies are standing by ready to talk to you. How do I save for retirement? Well, you go in the backyard, start digging some holes. No, don't do that. What's the best Next way? To marks the spot. There you go. That's where the money is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this question, how do I save for retirement? Obviously, that question means something different when you're 20 years old versus when you're 50 years old and you're looking towards retirement. So, um, you know, when you're young, if you're young out there listening, you know, we, we generally we don't meet uh, or we don't advise and work with 20 year olds, 40 year olds. You know, we are working specifically with retirees or those about to retire, say five to 10 years from, from retirement. So, you know, when you're young, I tell my nieces and nephews, like, like just, just put, put money away, just save, just save, just save, put it in your 401k or uh, an IRA. But something does change when you're five to 10 years out from retirement. So a lot of folks will come, they want to make that plan to where they can mark on that calendar, you know, when am I going to walk out? And, uh, but during those five to 10 years leading up, we are still saving, right? We still need accumulation, but at this point we need to begin to protect principal as well. Uh, we don't want to get five years later and we're almost about to retire and everything we had was at risk. And now they have to work another 10 years. So it definitely changes and it's going to depend on your, you know, your goals, your age, your retirement date, your risk, your tolerance. Uh, but the, these are things that, uh, Ben and I will, will go through with you. All right. Here's the next one. When should I take my Social Security benefits? It comes up all the time, and there's an eight-year range year range there, guys. What do you got? 
Yeah. Well, tell me when you're going to pass away, yeah, right. and then I'll tell you specifically when to draw Social Security. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to die at 72. Yeah, well, then that's easy. Draw earlier. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, the break-even typically is about age 81 uh, when you're talking about drawing at 70. The thing about Social Security is it grows generally from 62 to full retirement age at about 5% per year, from full retirement age to 70 at about 8% per year. And with that, you're compounding an inflation metric to it. You know, last year, the inflation metric was 8%. So imagine delaying from, you know, 67 to 68, you get 8% increase on your, your base social security, plus an 8% cost of living adjustment. Mm-hmm. That's a you know, 16% increase in a year. That's a really good investment for a market that went down, right? Yeah. I mean, the big concern here are, I've said this before, it's the pub advice. You go to the guy at the bar and he's going to tell you, well, take it at 62. It's not going to be here for you. And, you know, what could possibly go wrong with public advice? <laughs> well, here's the thing is that there is an issue with Social Security. You know, we've all heard it. It's going to go and run into issues in 2032. That's not make-believe. However, Social Security has always been the boogeyman. You know, I, I've said this multiple times, but if there's a Republican in office, then the Democrats are saying, hey, they're going to cut your benefit. If there's a Democrat in office, Republicans are saying, hey, they're going to spend your benefit. Uh, it's, it's all political fodder. There's not really a big appetite to cut Social Security. But even if you take a look at a cut Social Security benefit, let's say 2032 comes around and the benefit does get cut, the uh, the dynamic here is waiting till 70 still outpaces taking sooner if you live past 81. That number doesn't change yep. because it'd be a universal cut. So it's not like it's going to zero. It's going to be worth about 70% of what it is now if nothing changes. So again, I, I think things will change, but it still is a solid strategy, even if we start running into problems you know, later on. And this, this is really one of the areas that we specialize in, is how do we take a look at each individual investment and income source, and how does it holistically build into your plan? Um, Social security is one of the most common. A lot of times people view it in a vacuum, but if you're retired at 65 and you're saying, well, I want to take social security, you are now forcing a taxable event into your world. Social security is taxed. And so you have less ability to do things like Roth conversions to minimize your overall tax expense. Mm -hmm. And so we always uh, offer a handful of spots for people that are listening to the show to sit down complimentary with us to work through some of these basic questions. Uh, Again, some of the biggest holes that we see has to do with taxes. How are you going to be taxed throughout retirement? And where can you end up positioning your income sources and your start dates for your forced taxable events to end up creating consistency and a better tax strategy. And we'll talk about things like, do you care about your, your beneficiaries taxation? If you don't, then fine, let them pay whatever their taxes are. <laughs> but if you do care about it, then you might need to look at how your aggressive strategy will play a role into their overall taxation as well. So if you come in complimentary meeting, we'll talk through the tax elements of what you've got uh, related back to your investments. I'll also give you a copy of my book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. I wrote this specifically to help give you a question and answer format on some of the most basic questions that anybody needs to answer through retirement. Things like, do I even need a financial advisor? Uh, what do I do with required minimum distributions? All of that is a thank you for coming in. Finally, someone is offering retirees and pre-retirees common sense and straight talk that a financial double talk and a sales pitch, folks, you need to sit down and get that financial review that Matt and Ben are talking about. They're going to translate that for you, that complex world into a very clear instructions. This is why you need that true practical retirement review. Anyone listening right now, here's the number to call 
The next 10 callers are going to get that comprehensive financial review showing you, uh, most importantly, you know, not only where you are, but where you need to be. Call now and get on the calendar, 877-249-6900. And the folks at SoundPath Retirement Strategy are standing by, ready to talk to you. Like I said, nothing changes until you pick up the phone and you deserve a safe, secure retirement. One more time, 877-249-6900. Get on Ben's calendar and Matt's calendar, and let's get going. Let's uh, get you some peace of mind out there. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break. What is coming up next? Yeah, it's that time again where Ben and I are going to fill some questions that have come in from you, the listener. So stick around for some Q&A. back to the show. This is Sound Path for Retirement. I am your consumer advocate, Gary Nolan, back with us to help you take charge of your money. Ben Colton, Matt Weiberg, with us each week at this time. I'd like to thank you for joining us. If you are just joining us, I want to tell you a little bit about Ben and Matt. They have over 10 years experience. They are fiduciaries, which means by law, they have to have the best interest of their clients. Again, a very important distinction when you're looking for a financial advisor or when you go see fat uh, men who... Uh, ben and Matt, who are you guys again? They're gonna, <laughs> easy for me to say. Uh, they're thanks, going, Larry. Yeah, thanks, Larry. <laughs> they're going to cover everything we talk about in the show, uh, and uh, they'll be a lot more articulate than I am. And uh, things like retirement income strategies, wealth accumulation, asset protection, long-term care strategies, and so much more. All right. Get my mouth working today here. All right, let's get <laughs> to the questions. Oh, uh, Jerry in Snoqualmie. I know where that is. Okay. So I'm a frequent listener, and I'm finally ready to come in and talk about retirement. I'm really excited. Can you please tell me what this experience is going to be like for me? Well, it's like going to the dentist. They'll, no, it's not painful at all. No, no pain. Am I right? <laughs> no goodness. No pain. Pain-free. Well, Jerry, that's a great question, and uh, these are things that uh, that everyone wants to know. What, what do I have to look forward to, and what am I going to experience? First and foremost, uh, as we always say on here, the visit is completely complimentary. Leave your checkbook at home. Come sit down with Ben or myself. And and the first thing you're going to realize is that we are going to listen. Uh, these first uh, appointments, we tend to keep at a 30,000-foot level. and We want to get to know you more and share a little bit more about uh, what we do and, and, and see if there's a way that we can be a benefit to you. Uh, we're going to do uh, an analysis of your current investments. We're going to talk fee structures. We're going to really look to create a personalized, comprehensive you know, non-biased high look at what your retirement could look like. So uh, are we going to have all the answers and, you know, you're ready to push the button for tomorrow? No, it's a first meeting. But we're going to discuss everything from uh, income desires to tax desires, you know, and and, and start to create plans with you. So, uh, yeah, come sit down. We're going to have fun. Pour, pour yourself some coffee. And uh, I, I think you'll really be intrigued with, with uh, you know, with the discussion that we have. Yeah, so we always go through uh, – five general areas of retirement planning, and then we get specific into it. So every time that we meet with clients, we have to go through these five. We never skip one. We can consolidate it for people who want to make sure they're going through the process faster, but we always go through income planning because ultimately if the income doesn't work, the plan simply doesn't work. We go through tax planning. So after you know what your income is, we can start looking at how to minimize taxation of your overall funds and your asset base, and also where the taxation goes when you pass away. 
Then we start looking at insurance planning. This is where we'll talk about things like long-term care and life insurance and umbrella policies and all that stuff. That's your favorite stuff, right? I mean, it's important. <laughs> it so is, definitely absolutely. needs to go through. So we got your income set, your taxes are minimized, we have your insurance needs met, and then we start talking through your estate plan. How does money go to your beneficiaries at the point of passing? This one is also one that's typically neglected. Mm -hmm. I'll see a, a will that says, yeah, so my four-year-old child goes to live with so-and-so. I say, how old's your kid? 35. Okay. <laughs> we need to update the will. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll talk about, do you need a trust? What are some of the main reasons to have a trust in retirement? And do they apply to you? That's usually some clouded areas that people don't have a good understanding or grapple, grapple on. Then after we have your estate plan structured, then we can start looking at investments. So we go through it a little bit different than most financial advisors who you will meet with them. And the first thing they talk to you about is investments that match your risk tolerance. Yeah, We're not just talking risk tolerance here. We're talking about your life. We're mm -hmm. talking about your income goals. We're talking about longevity risk. And so we need to make sure all of those goals are set before we start looking at investments. And that's where, honestly, it's so crucial to be independent from this advice, to yeah. be objective on it. When you can look and use anything that's out there, then the investments can then fit dozens of different ways based on the goals that you meet. So that's the order of operations that we end up going through when a client meets with us. And it usually takes a couple of meetings to get to a plan that's actually usable, but we don't charge for those meetings. Yeah, I think a lot of people are surprised that we get to the end of the meeting and we haven't even talked about a specific investment. Yeah, it's just, yeah. Order yeah. of operations. Right. And I love the fact that you guys, I was going to mention that completely independent, you know, and also conflict free. Nobody's breathing down your necks to, you know, have you guys push some products on them. And, you know, and also, you know, sit down, have a cup of coffee and, you know, I haven't been to their office yet, but throw a rock, hit a Starbucks. I'm sure it's right, right, right. up the street. Got to be. All right. So, uh, Jerry, go see uh, Ben and Matt going to give you the phone number. In fact, let's do that now. Uh, all those who are listening right now, this is for uh, for Jerry and everybody else. 877 249 6900-877-249-6900. And you deserve a safe, secure retirement and all the things that we're talking about. Have a nice first visit with Ben and Matt, and they'll put you at ease and, you know, start the plan for you. Rebecca in Bellingham, I plan to retire at 63 and take Social Security at that time. I'm four years away now. I have a mix of financial accounts, so I'm uh, looking for suggestions on how to be best reconfigure or combine these accounts once I do stop working. And how do I go about accessing retirement funds? Do I move, you know, money once a month into checking? Basically, I kind of want to set it and forget it. How, how does it all work? Oh, man, where to start on this? Uh, great question. A lot of different moving parts attached to this. My first question, of course, goes back to our previous segment, which is you're going to take Social Security at 63. Why? It still might be okay, but I want to know why compared to the overall asset base. Uh Again, taking it 63 at retirement, so you likely are going to be going from a higher income while you're working to a lower income in retirement, not always, but many times. And so that's the time for us to be more tax efficient. So we're talking about you have a mix of financial accounts, maybe you have a brokerage account that's already been taxed, you have maybe some Roth, maybe some IRA. We want to look at how we balance all of that, including the forced taxable events like social securities and pensions, to start looking at how we can be more tax efficient, uh, number one. And so that might create a, a bit more of a runway for us to be able to, to convert at lower numbers. Uh, in terms of how do you access your retirement funds? Do you move once a month into retirement or from retirement to checkings? Well, it depends on your specific uh, spending habits. 
generally clients that we have, again, we're only retirement focused. So we don't have 20, 30, 40 year old clients. So we live and breathe the retirement income conversation every day. Most clients essentially want a set it and forget it or a stream of income coming every month, similar to what your W-2 was. And so on the first or the 15th or whatever day that you designate, you can automatically start pushing money into your checking account to end up using. Now, of course, you want to make sure that you have a structure that's going to make sense, that's going to be stable and consistent regardless of market. So yes, there's likely going to be some changes to the investments to make that whole thing work. But a lot of people do opt for that monthly check. Some people are more of a, I want, you know, once every six months, we'll figure out what I need and then I'll draw it. Uh, others are a draw as needed basis. So it does depend very specifically on you. But um, set it and forget it is one of the most common requests that we have for retirement income. And yeah, it, it's easy to do. You set up your withholdings, set up that withdrawal, and then it automatically happens. There you go. All right, Rebecca, go see uh, Ben and Matt. All right, Dan in Olympia. I will be retiring in 20 months. My pension is only taxed with the assumption that this is my only source of income and doesn't take into account that I'm also drawing from my 457B. Is there a way to avoid what I'm worried about will be a huge tax bill. What do we have for Dan? Yeah, Dan, with pensions, uh, you know, there's a few things to say about pensions. Uh, you know, pensions are a forced taxable event, of course, when, when you draw money out, um, you know, along with Social Security, right? Like Ben was talking about earlier. You know, pensions, you have, you have a choice. You, you can dr draw that out or you can take it a, as a lump sum. And uh, ju just know the tax you're paying is when, when you draw it out. So the, the lump sum idea, is really what you would end up doing is converting that over into an IRA. And that IRA then, you know, again, you're only going to, it gives you a little bit more choices on what to do and you're only going to pay when you draw that out. So depending on how you want to structure your pension, and if you didn't realize there was multiple choices, come in and see Ben or myself and we can, we can talk you through that. Um, also something to think about is, you know, pensions are great. Not everyone has pensions anymore. And when someone comes in and they actually have a nice pension, you know, a, a lot of my other clients would be jealous. But something to consider is, you know, if you choose to draw that out and not take that into an IRA, not have control over that in the future, well, then your company still has control over that. I mean, Ben, we were talking before the show, what we were talking about, Delta back in the day. Yeah, yeah they're having some pension issues. And, and to be fair, Dan, sometimes you can't roll a pension over. You know, if you've got a pension with the state or whatever, yeah. it's just going to be a pension. If you're a Boeing you know, employee, then you can roll it over. So um, there will be some elements there, but yeah, there's some, some pros and cons of pensions as pensions. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the taxation side of things though, if you end up having that pension as a stream of income, then of course that's going to be taxed. If you do a rollover, like Matt said, then it can be a, an IRA and, and not taxed until we start drawing it out until required minimum distributions come into play. But in terms of your specific situation, so you're 20 months before you haven't actually started taking that pension you can decide on a withholding on that. And so this is where a plan is going to be very important. If you're taking from a 457 as well, then make sure that you have the withholding holistically viewed on your other income sources. You don't want to get into a scenario where you have to pay penalties or a huge tax bill, especially in your first couple of years of retirement. Usually you're spending that money on more fun things than on paying additional taxes. So make sure that whatever you end up deciding with that pension and the 457, that you know what your income is going to look like, and then you withhold appropriate amounts. Yeah. And, and, and a couple other options you look at too, when you're deciding whether to keep it in a pension, or if you have one that you could roll over is, is, is look to see what the cost of living adjustment is, if, if there is one, as well as what your options are for survivorship. So these are all things that we would uh, talk about when you come in to see us. Uh, and, and actually, I think that that's makes it now a good time to 
open up the phone lines. If you're if you're out there listening and you think, man, I've got some questions of my own that I'd like to sit down and ask, we always leave 10 spots open every weekend. I'm not sure how many are left, but uh, if you're one of them, give us a call. Come in, sit down. Uh, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get an, an analysis of your current investments with Ben or myself, uh, fiduciary financial advisors that are going to take your interest uh, always, uh, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, uh, the whole way. It's going to include a fee analysis, personalized, comprehensive non-biased reports of your current situation, as well as our own recommendations on changes that could be made to increase your chances of uh, retirement income success. So we're also going to discuss taxes, uh, like we mentioned earlier to Jerry on his question when he called in. Um, You're going to get a personalized long-term financial retirement and income plan to help you reach your goals. And really, here's here's the key. We want you to be confident uh, in retirement. Confidence is a powerful tool. Um, so, uh, again, uh, you know, our strategies are often used by folks with over a million dollars saved for retirement, but we never turn anyone away who wants to take a, a good hard look and who listens to our show. So if you call in now uh, and come see us, we will also get you a copy of Ben Koval's book, The Little Book of Big Answers for Retirement Planning Success. And, uh, yeah, give us a call. All right, my thanks. 877-249-6900. 877-249-6900. First step, sit down with a financial coach. If something we've been talking about resonates with you or you feel a need to get that second opinion or want to make sure your plan is really aligned with your goals and that very important risk tolerance we talk about each week, get a hold of them on the phone. Ben and Matt and the team at SoundPath Retirement Strategies are standing by. 877-249-6900. One more time before we go. 877-249-6900. The show is blown right on by. I'd like to thank everyone for listening. And we hope you found the information we presented helpful and look forward to all of you being back next week. We'll have new topics, new questions right here on Sound Path Retirement. That's the name of the show. And Ben and Matt, I enjoyed it immensely as I do each week. Great to talk to you guys. I'll uh, look forward to talking again next week. Thanks, Gary. Hey, thanks, Gary. All content is for informational purposes only. It is not intended to provide any tax or legal advice or provide the basis for any financial decisions, nor is it intended to be a projection of current or future performance or indication or future results. Opinions expressed are solely those of SoundPath Retirement Strategies and staff. The information discussed has been derived from sources believed to be reliable, but is not guaranteed as to accuracy and completeness and does not purport to be a complete analysis of the materials discussed. The information contained herein should in no way be construed or interpreted as a solicitation to sell or offer to sell advisory services to any residents of the state other than the state of Washington or where otherwise legally permitted. Topics should be discussed with your individual advisor prior to implementation. Purchases are subject to suitability. This requires the review of an investor's objective, risk tolerance, and time horizons. Investing always involves risk and the possible loss of capital. SoundPath Retirement Strategies is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. Advisory services offered through SoundPath Retirement Strategies, an investment advisor in the state of Washington.